So welcome to another episode of the Feature Podcast and just going to let you in on a little secret. I changed my hoodie so you guys don't think uh, we're filming this all on the same day, but... I'm going to shout it out. But Brandon's got a nice green t-shirt underneath that he doesn't want to show. So that's why he's been wearing the same shirt. For- so cozy <laughs> in this jacket, man. I don't want to take off. I'm relaxed. So today we're going to talk about technology. I know we talked a bit about business, school, and um, kind of the origins of the of the YouTube channel in the first few episodes. But obviously this is a tech podcast. I'm in the tech industry. I've been making tech videos for however long. I've reviewed hundreds of phones, too many. Mm-hmm. And Brandon uh, has sold hundreds of phones, I think. Yeah, maybe Hopefully. even thousands. Really? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So he worked at Best Buy. Uh, you, what years did you work from Best Buy at? Work at Best Buy from... Okay, so we did have T-Booth beforehand. T-Booth was uh, 2014, 2015, I think. Anyway, it was a year that I spent at T-Booth, and then a year and a bit, maybe a year and a couple months, I spent at Best Buy doing their mobile department. Uh, So yeah, a couple, like two and a half years of selling phones. For sure. So um, in this video, we're going to talk about where mobile technology has gone over the years and where it's heading to, just like a very general aspect and what's changed because... I think the phone space has changed a lot in the past couple of years. Oh, yeah. In some ways, it's what we expected. In others, it's uh, moving too fast. And the lack of innovation in some areas is definitely there. And also the rise in cameras and how that contributes as a tool for people who are looking to start like a YouTube channel or just make some cool stuff on a phone. And the, the need for cameras now is uh, much lower. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if we date back to when I first started reviewing phones in 2014, when you're working at Best Buy, it was all around the same period of time. And I remember back then, um, the phone that I was getting the most views from was obviously the iPhone, but also the Samsung Galaxy. The S4 was a really good phone. I remember the S5 wasn't as good, but I remember the S4 was like what changed the channel. Um, spent all my money in my bank account on that thing. Pre-ordered. That was uh, probably the best phone when I was, that was right, right when that came out. Is right when I started T Booth, and that yeah. was the one of the hottest sellers. Hotter oh, had than 4K hotter than video, iPhone. like one of the first phones I could shoot 4K. Had an amazing camera. The the saturation was all there. Uh, the screens were also like way ahead of their time. Mm-hmm. And um, I was selling S4s when the S6 was out. Really? That's how good they were of a phone. Because the S5 kind of turned people off a little bit. Remember, it was a much uglier phone than the S4. But I remember... Yeah, they, that was a bit of a quiet one. The S6 came out and more people yeah. went towards that. But yeah. The S5 had the water resistance it was too and big it had a as flap. Well. It had like that weird little flap and the perforation on the oh, back. Oh yeah, where you could peel it off the back. Yeah. People yeah. did like the uh, the SD card ability though to be able to put in your own type yeah. of memory. That was a big selling point for the Samsungs and has been. So back then it was like, people would always say like Apple felt like they were a bit behind. Mm-hmm. Um, they were a little bit late to 4K video, the dual camera setup and the larger phones. Um, so back then it was like, I think the golden era of smartphones where I was not getting access to any phones because I was still a small channel, have to buy everything. And so each phone that came was much more special. I would spend like, make like 20 videos of each one just to be able to pay it off. And luckily, one after another, they paid each other off, bought the new mm-hmm. iPhone. And uh, one year also lined up outside the Apple store in Vancouver for 27 hours. And that was the last time I lined up for anything. My God, over um, a day? Yeah. What did you like piss, eat, do? Inside the mall. Wow, nice. You had a guy hold your spot or something? Yeah, I went with a friend. Um, nice. It was, buddy. It was terrible. Uh, never, wouldn't suggest doing that ever again. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's another story for another day. But uh yeah, back then, uh, the hype for phones was massive. Like mm. people would line up for iPhones 
like all the time. And um, I, I don't know if Best Buy had like huge lines in Victoria, but I remember Victoria used to only get a couple units at a time, but there was just like that huge hype for it. Whereas yeah. now you can order online. That well, whole I think store at that opening. point, man, people were really innovating. Like iPhone was very still new to the market. Like they, they took a product that we already loved in the iPod and made it a phone. And that, that was really what like alchemized the entire process of the, the competitive market. And iPhone was continually coming out with groundbreaking innovation every In time design. they came up with a new phone. Yeah. Exactly. Specs wise, they were still behind. Like they Samsung were, was very ruthless But they were still easy that. to use. And that was yeah. what people really enjoyed about iPhone. They had iMessage, which just created this like cult following. Same with the app store. They really made yeah. that uh, ecosystem back then. And then they were a little bit late to specs, which usually seems like the easy part. I mean, mm-hmm. Samsung was like throwing in spec after spec after spec. And now brands have kind of dialed back on it. We're back to like lower resolution cameras aside from the S20. But do you remember at that time, HTC was also killing it. They were one of the first phones that had metal. They had the Beats audio collaboration. Yeah. That phone was so beautiful. It was like well machined. And for a few models, they did a great job. And then LG came in and also did a great job with their um, LG G4. It was just like a solid that was thin a really bezel hot seller phone. as well. Yeah, and yeah. I heard LG is like was popular up until the past couple of years, but like all these companies back then were like those are the ones that come to mind. It was mm-hmm. um, Samsung was selling crazy amounts of units in Asia. iPhone was also doing pretty well, but innovation wise, I think uh, HTC changed the game for like phone build quality. And even though now they're like extinct, I don't really know how they ended up there. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's weird how it's all like shifted, and I think it makes sense. Back then, BlackBerry was uh, was kind of. On the, yeah, on the way I out. started after BlackBerry. BlackBerry, yeah. I sold, I think, maybe two Blackberries. That was when the, the big BlackBerry came out, the the, cur- the BlackBerry Curve. No, yeah, no, the bold and the curve, I the think, was the touchscreen one. That was the one, yeah. The touchscreen one failed pretty badly. It failed bad. There was a lot of hype. We got uh, marketing promotions about it, about how we were going to push it. And there was maybe one guy that came in yeah. asking about it. And that was it. And he never even came back. But the BlackBerry guys, they, they want a BlackBerry. They're not switching, right? Like yeah, the well, really loyal were, ones. They were known as discreet and cryptive and yeah. uh, but so are iphones there's privacy laws against that sort of stuff now but the new blackberries like in the past couple of years had actually made a pretty good comeback like some of them had the same camera as a google pixel but there just wasn't a demand for that kind of like once you switch out of a, a physical keyboard you get mm-hmm. used to it and you don't come back anymore so um yeah i think uh it was interesting to see how the industry has really shifted i wasn't really around for the early part i never had like a motorola razor i never had a blackberry my first phone was like a flip phone but i remember yeah the iphone was um the way the market was back then like i was so excited for like an htc phone and all that um so yeah uh what what was the best-selling phone at around the time you're working at best buy so best buy was 2016 and it was always going to be the iPhone. Like, yeah. what was the iPhone in 2016? Was it the oh, 7? Oh, the iPhone. Uh, I'm trying to think. So I graduated in 2015. Um, it was like the It the must plus. have been the 7 or the... It might have been the 8. Plus? It might have been the 10 and the no, 8. No, I was selling 7 pluses, I think. Um, so that was 2016. That was, yeah. Or it might have been... No, it's 2015. 2014 is when I lined up for the iPhone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I really felt then, like that was, iPhone was the number one seller, but Samsung was just there. It was probably 50-50. And I, I found that iPhone was still trying to figure out how big they were going to make a phone. 
Yeah. It, like they, they kept going bigger and bigger and bigger and the everyone plus kept sold like bigger, crazy bigger, bigger. though. The, the gold, remember the gold plus was going for thousands of dollars. It was so hard. People line up a week yeah. for that thing. Like I remember the store I was lining up at only had, I think one or two and you could have got one a week if you really wanted to wait a week later, but they were all like shipping those things off to China. And I think somebody pulled a gun while I was sleeping outside. Um, oh, yeah, and, and there was a whole fight. Yeah, I was. So when I got to Vancouver to line up for that iPhone, I was like number 100 in line and they handed out cards. And what happened was, um, for some reason, like, I mean, I guess when I was sleeping or like middle of the night, more people started joining their friends in the line and I ended up like number 450 and um, all of a sudden the, the line unraveled. I don't know what happened, but the police came and sorted things out. Uh, I was asleep for most of it, but then I got up and we're like number 450, 500. We got pushed all the way back and there's like t- camping equipment all over the place that I don't know what happened to. And um, we ended up having to pay a guy to buy his card to be number 80 in line. And we still didn't get the color that we wanted. And my online order had arrived at my parents' house in Victoria the same day that I had lined up the whole day. So it was just a total stupid idea. But yeah, like the iPhone was like a celebration every time it came out. Samsung used to throw these big events in the New York Music Hall, and it was like a dream to be able to go. Um, But I think nowadays what's changed the most is that it's still the few companies that are dominating and there's more that have fallen out, uh, mm-hmm. HTC and LG. LG has been struggling quite a bit, even though in some areas they were one of the first two, like the wide angle cameras, they just weren't able to perfect it. Um, Google's been doing pretty decently, mm-hmm. but I think what's interesting now is that phones are actually getting more expensive. The premium line is into the thousands. The Galaxy Flip has been in the thousands. There was even an era where like the LG Flex was a cool phone because of screen bent. Um, but at the same time, overall smartphone sales are lower. If you look at the statistics nowadays with like Apple and um, all these other brands, they're being forced to make cheaper products that are more accessible, that sell better, but they still want to make these high-end phones that cost a lot of money to show the technical capabilities that they're able to have. Um, but yeah, in terms of like overall revenue off of the smartphone market, uh, it's it's weird to see the shift now with Asian companies releasing phones multiple times a year. Like we're seeing Oppo release the same generation. Uh, it's already the third generation within the first year and a half. Um, you got Huawei making a lot of phones as well. Mm-hmm. And every other day it's a new phone. OnePlus is making two phones a year. It's it's crazy. Like it used to be one and a half years between phones and it became one year. And then now it's uh, two a year. And even Apple's on that game now. They've got the- Yeah, it's crazy. And I, you know what I'm thinking is uh, before when we were- when I was selling phones, people wanted choice. Yeah. And it feels now that yeah. we want things simple and easy, but also at its high end. But there's so many so, variations now. And even a company right. like Apple. How do you know is, what to choose? Yeah. And it's like even a company like Apple, which traditionally has been known to keep it like you walk into the store and say, hey, I want a MacBook and you're going to get a MacBook. Now you've got the MacBook Air, you have the MacBook Pro, you have the one with two Thunderbolts, you have the other with four, you have a 16 inch. And now there's also rumors of a 14 inch MacBook that's going to be coming out. And then for phones, you have the iPhone SE, you have the iPhone XR, which I believe you still uh, you can still buy. You have the iPhone 11, the 11 Pro, um, the 11 Pro Max, and uh, also the 11 SE or the iPhone SE Plus is supposed to come out next year. So consumers want choice. Overall, smartphone sales seems to be down because companies are making their devices last a little bit longer, whereas it used to be uh, planned obsolescence. Um, so it's weird. You have more choice now. You have more units now, but overall sales are lower and you're carrying more types of inventory and parts are being reused and price points are getting wider. If you were to work at Best Buy right now, which phone do you think uh, would sell the best and how do you think it has changed since you left? Hmm. 
Uh, well, first of all, you saying that, do you realize why people come to your videos now? <laughs> I mean, seriously, like tech is so hard to understand and that you have to have like a baseline learning curve to know what you want and have to educate yourself on the, the processing capabilities now. Before, before phones were just flip it up and hit the keypad and dial it in. Now phones are so custom tailored to your lifestyle. You have to know what you're really getting. And it's almost more of an investment. Yeah. Yeah, Phones were, they were cheap. You didn't really care. And now phones are an investment. You have to ensure it. You have to know what you're getting. And uh, that's what has definitely contributed to less sales is because they're so expensive it's it requires a lot of say requires saving now to get a phone and you you want to get the most out of it and the most value out of it i think like another reason is because um nowadays good phones are getting cheaper it's just the way that technology works chips are getting cheaper to make mm-hmm. they're becoming more powerful they're becoming more efficient battery technology hasn't really made any advances but no. with software i think software is the big key here because software is something that you can evolve on. I mean, with chipsets, you can as well, but with software, you can take what you learn each year as a, from a company standpoint and how like Google's dealt with AI, um, obviously a very software heavy company mm-hmm. and has improved on that year by year in which the hardware doesn't have to catch up as fast. Whereas before it felt like Samsung, for example, with the S4, it was like a ton of features thrown into one device. You need to even know what to use. And there was some that would work very well and some that wouldn't. Um, I think companies like OnePlus have shown how important software is in the ecosystem aspect, even in a very open platform like Android. Um, And then how like Asian companies have been less popular in North America because the software just feels unfamiliar. Like the Huawei's have a bit of a weird experience. Um, Same with like Oppo. But the iPhone is like an ecosystem that has become universally uh, recognized even when it's been criticized for being too simple. Well, what keeps you in the Apple ecosystem now? Oh, it's just everything I use. I mean, the the iPad, the Mac, the iPhone, I could never switch out of the iPhone because I just feel like it's been optimized and it's been worked on. Whereas I feel like Android changes a lot year by year. It's gotten a lot better. And I think I could use an Android phone if I really wanted to, but I just feel like I like the simple experience. It's just down to productivity. And I think um, nowadays the reason why more expensive phones are less popular is just because it's a very small market that realizes that they need every feature in an expensive phone. Mm. Now that phones are like parts are being reused and they're being cheaper to make. And is that like something like, just for an example, is that like something like the iPhone SE line? Uh, yeah, the iPhone SE is an example of like 95% of people. I think, uh, the f- 95% of people you believe are SE buyers. Like you're, you, what was your, like, was, was the SE your biggest video of, as of late? Yeah, it was. I, I, or no, not as, as late. There's like the set of makeover, but the uh, okay, I right. wouldn't say it's like the biggest. Um, I wouldn't say I would say 90 percent of people. Um, the iPhone SE is going to be more than enough as to what you need. And what is that like? What what is more than enough? Like the power is going to be enough. Uh, the battery life is a little bit debatable. Display, you're going to think it's good enough. The camera, you're going to think it's good enough for photos. But obviously, a large population can afford a nice phone, or they think they need a nice phone, so they'll buy it. But in terms of like power that phone has the same processor as a new phone, uh, the new iPhone 11. And so I feel like, um, yeah, the whole, the whole debate about like, what phone do you need? Uh, is just down to what you're willing to spend on it. But the bottom line is you can get a really good phone for cheap now, or you can even buy last year's phone. The changes are much smaller and some brands are trying very hard to, to innovate, um, multiple cameras. You're seeing five, six cameras in some phones. Now you're seeing Mm. the folding displays, which Samsung has been doing a great job at, but it's just like, do you really need a phone like that? And how are you going to get used to it? Um, I had the Galaxy Fold for a little bit. It was a fun, like, <laughs> it's almost like a party toy. Gimmicky, but yeah. 
Yeah, but if I wasn't a tech guy, like why would I need a Galaxy Fold? This phone costs like two thousand um, dollars. So it, yeah, it's a. Uh, I, I feel like it's a good. It's good that these cheap phones have gotten much well, better. Yeah. Well, here's the here's that point you were kind of talking about earlier of people buying their phones and holding on to them. Yeah. I had encountered quite a bit of the worry of when someone buys an iPhone that the software updates will eventually push them out of that phone and force them into a new phone. It, I haven't looked into it recently, but is that something that you've seen change with Apple over the last couple of years? Yeah, for sure. I think um, the whole plan obsolescence thing before used to be like a business practice. Like people were expecting that out of devices. And I know old iPhones, there was like these like class action lawsuits about it. Um, recently, Apple's opened a battery program where if your battery craps out, you can pay a small fee. It's like $30 to get it replaced. And the software also kind of throttles down the chip a little bit, depending on the life of the product in order to help it run on the newest software. And I think now brands are trying to make their products last a little bit longer, which is surprising. They Mm -hmm. even have like the screen time function. Uh, You would think that apps like Instagram or like the iPhones software in general wants you to use the phone as much as possible. That way it fries and you buy a new one right. uh, but now they're actually setting up apps that set parameters to keep people from using their phones too much so yeah it's a good change uh, battery technology hasn't really made any big leaps and bounds i mean phones are much ch- faster to charge now um, but yeah it's a uh, I think what apple is being good at is promising five years of software updates and on the android side it's three years so i think it is a uh, it is a problem of the past now um I think the the way it's going in terms of long-term use of phones is ironically, they're going to last longer than usual, but um, there's also more phones coming out for you to choose from in a short period of time. Yeah, Like every time a phone comes out, oh, there's two options. There's like the cheaper option, the cheaper premium option, which is still expensive. And then you have the high-end model and that's twice a year. So it's a... Uh, the changes are just like at this point uh, you don't really need them and i i feel like even as someone who loves technology i really don't feel like i need the the small update um and also the transition to 5g in the past couple years has also been a big discussion of phones being ready which country is ready for 5g and um where do you think like as a consumer more of a general consumer who's Mm. been out of the mobile industry for a few years where do you see mobile technology right now and where do you see it heading uh in the past couple in the next couple years hmm uh, where do I see it right now? Uh, I see it almost at like its apex. Like where, how much more can we get phones thinner? Or, yeah. And phones obviously don't want to be going any back, bigger. Actually. Phones are getting thicker again p- to put bigger batteries, but it, it had yeah. the point where every company was trying to be the, the screens or and, going to the bezels. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it, people didn't like the thin phones cause they want to feel like it's still a phone. Yeah. And I really, I mean, it's, it's honestly hard to visualize at this point because phones have progressed quite quickly in the last five years to where they are now uh where they're gonna be uh, i'd love to flip that question back on you like what are you seeing in the tech world on how they could possibly get to maybe integrated into glasses or contacts i mean like how could phones really improve i feel like the whole like uh 
the whole camera fight, like how many cameras you can add, what resolution is almost like a dick measuring contest between yeah, all these right. brands. Like, I, you Apple's know what? That's such a back. good point. I think where phones are going to go is definitely improvements in the camera section. I think we're going to yeah. see like optimization. Uh, I think they, yeah. it, it's, it, it's been, it's switched a lot, even the past couple of years, like the larger sensors, but the importance of software. I think what we've seen with Asian phones is that a lot of times the hardware is amazing. You've got the periscope camera, you have all mm-hmm. the great sensors, you have 30 X optical zoom, uh, or like hybrid zoom. And it's, it looks great, but the software optimization is not there. And that's where Google and Apple does an amazing job at. Like the iPhones hard, Apple has not really engaged in the whole fight for how many cameras, how many megapixels, all these cameras are still 12 megapixels. But the reason why people like it is because you switch between each of these three cameras and they look exactly the same. The color balance is the same. Um, and that's something that I noticed was not good on a lot of other devices. Yeah. Now with like AI, you can use multiple sensors and get like a zoomed image. And I think it'll be interesting to see the iPhone 12 because I heard that that phone is going to have a few of the new technologies that kind of not really puts it up to date, but it's going to see improvements that Android brands have kind of started with. It just seems to be the way it works. But mm-hmm. yeah, like I think Huawei's got like five cameras on their phone. Um, you have like these like sensors, the LiDAR sensors coming to the iPhone for better depth imaging and autofocus, white balance. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think for the average consumer, the most important thing is, yeah, the optimization, how good of a it, photo you can it's get. It's software, I really yeah. believe. Like, And you, you brought that up a good point. That's what made me think about it was as a generalist, as a generalist consumer of, of yeah. tech and someone that does believe it really empowers your business and you should follow tech. As, you should trust it. You should trust tech because it's the future. You you don't want to fall behind and always felt I never want to be that parent that was like our, <laughs> where my son's coming to me and like I don't know what he's doing or yeah. what apps he's on I always want to stay ahead of the curve or it's at like least me trying to use TikTok it. for the first time I don't know how to use it I feel like a Isn't feel it like I'm out it's of like the wrong generation pick it up and they completely understand it I literally don't know how to do anything on it I had to like get a friend to edit for me which is <laughs> hilarious I like it's only it's, it's a pretty new platform and I still yeah. don't know how to use it but I think yeah with like um with the whole phone race, they use the megapixel count to get the consumer to buy it. Because when you're comparing two phones, you're like, oh, this phone has 64 megapixels. That phone has 100. But what they don't know is that these uh, these 100 megapixel sensors actually bend down to 12 megapixels. And the image quality is actually better at 12 than it is at 100. What people don't know is like when you're trying to take a low light image, if your pixel size is too small, there's a ton of noise. Um, mm. Whereas if they bunch together the pixels and and kind of form one larger sensor, you're able to capture more light. The whole like technical side of it, it's kind of like a Apple's trying to inform consumers that the optimization is the most important thing. But at the same time, it's hard not to be distracted by all of these other companies that are throwing in all these numbers, 30X, oh, yeah. 100X, hybrid, uh, 4K, 8K. The 8K video on the Samsung Galaxy is not usable. It's it's a huge file size. It's hard to edit. It's the same issue with their TVs. It doesn't look that good either. The, like they're the scaling up for a lot of the 4Ks, and there's not a lot of 8K content out there. Yeah. And that's the issue. And that's a lot of what uh, 1080p has still been around because that's tried and true, and that's yeah. where I think 4K should be the standard now, right now. But I think like yeah, 8K is a little bit of a head. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say like there's like the upscaling technology, but uh, we did a campaign for Samsung's 8K TV that year, uh, and I think the real benefit is just in larger screens where 4k is just not enough pixels yeah 8k is able to to upscale to utilize more individual pixels for added sharpness even if the content is not in 8k 
Um, but yeah, if you're getting like a 55 inch TV, don't buy an 8K one. It just makes no sense unless you're going to be sitting two feet away from it, which most people don't. Mm. But you know what? Actually, when you were saying that, that just made me think of like screen we were resolution. talking about 4K and filming in 4K. Screen resolution. I think that would be the main reason to up grade your phone if you consume a lot of content on your phone it's not really that the phone is falling behind it's that the processing power can't process 4k content and we'll get natural 4k content when more people have upgraded their phones that's yeah, my and guess. monitors too i think monitors, monitors are even well. more behind on phones yeah, they are i mean most phones nowadays have have 4k or quad hd plus displays and they look great but there's also nobody complaining about the iphone screen being bad even if it's a lower resolution one so it's a uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a weird thing to look at and how like we see how Samsung in 2014 already had a lot of the technologies that mm-hmm. phones now. Well, that was always the, the thing that when a Samsung buyer would come in, they would just talk about how they had all the extra features. But yeah, Apple, you never I truly them. believe was smart by sticking to software as their bread and butter and working on the way that their uh, system, all their ecosystem worked and integrated smoothly because uh, that's what people really, really want now is that ease of use and that simplicity. And they're going to expand it soon, like the yeah, studio they, pods. And you also have like the, um, yeah, you have like the studio pods are coming out. You have the air tags, you have Apple card, which gives you extra cash back on Apple items. Mm-hmm. 3% cash back, I believe is what you get on Apple items. And for them, they're just taking it out of their huge margin. And, um, and yeah, it's, a. Uh, they're also doing like Apple TV. You get one year with that. You get your storage. And so it has unified people. And I think these companies have realized the amount of power they have through their um, their ecosystem to be able to sell additional things to their customers. Uh, Amazon's a great example of that. They they make they made hardware. It didn't really go that well, but they have Amazon Alexa. They have Amazon Storage. They have the Amazon. Everything's just tied into Prime. You have Prime TV and, and all that. And I think that's... Um, that, like the subscription-based industry has so much potential, even though it's already proven very effective. Um, so yeah, Apple's going to continue with that. And I think the reason why they made a phone three ninety nine, which people say is a pretty good deal, is because they're reusing their old parts, so the margins are great. Mm-hmm. They're also using new parts, the A13, which they can make a lot of. They've already got a ton of those. So by making one chip for all of your phones that currently exist, it's obviously much cheaper than having a have two different product lines producing two products when one is inferior to the other. Um, but by getting people to switch over to Android to iPhone, when a $399 model comes out, you in turn turn them into hopefully long-term customers that also buy your services, your other comp- your laptops. And once you have a MacBook, an iPad, and an iPhone, or even just two of those things, you end up stuck in the ecosystem for a long time. Yeah. Like how often do you see someone use a Mac religiously or an iPad or mainly Macs, but have you seen anybody use a Mac and an Android? Like it's a very small. I tried it. Yeah, I did try it for uh, three weeks, but found that the Samsung system just was so rocky with integrating with my my MacBook. It was oh, it, like AirDrop is so nice to have, and it was so nice. It's a dream. You just AirDrop back and forth between your MacBook. It's almost it, hard to upload stuff um, onto. Uh, onto your other your apple device from like an and it just feels kind of weird yeah. and i feel like uh, i don't think there's anybody i text right now that uses an android i feel like you're just less likely yeah. to text them uh, that's what the iMessage has done really well it keeps you sure. part of this like community almost yeah and i mean uh, usually i don't really buy into all the services and stuff but i think uh what apple has done with the approach of the budget phone is also interesting with um google what they did was they use the same hardware as their flagship devices but they used a cheaper processor and they kept the same hardware look, but made it out of plastic. And on the iPhone side, they did the chip. They focused a lot on optimization, but the camera hardware is exactly the same as it was on the iPhone 8. 
So I thought that was a bit weird. I was I was originally predicting that the same camera on the iPhone 8 would be on the iPhone SE, which would make it an extremely good deal. It might even hurt their own lineup. But um, yeah, it's a, it's definitely a different route that they've taken, but it has proven to be quite effective to utilize right. stuff that they already have, the software improvements that they've made. It just goes to show that the hardware doesn't really matter. It's like the megapixel race. Um, iPhone 8 came out in, yeah, I think it was 2016. And um, was it 2016? Yeah, it was. Yeah. iPhone 8 came out in 2016. And the stuff that they learned from their uh, their HDR performance and portrait mode, all they had to do was kind of tailor it to some new hardware. And mm-hmm. uh, it's good to go. And photo quality in some cases is pretty much the same as on the on the new iPhones. Yeah, it was. Uh, and on that iPhone 8 drop, it was so busy. We sold out all of our pre-orders. How many pre-orders would you say you used to get on a... And you guys were like a Langford store. I, I don't yeah, know how we were, busy that we were, one was. We were pretty busy. Was it as busy as Upt? Uh, most people would come to Langford because uh, Uptown was sold out. Yeah. Like, like we, we were busy, but obviously not as busy as the Uptown store. But um, people knew that if they wanted to not wait in line, they'd come out to Langford. That yeah. Was, that was really... What was it. the ratio of iPhone to, uh, to everything else back then? Uh, as far as what? Like sales, like for every 10 iPhones you'd sell, how many Androids would you sell? Oh, tough to remember, but it was, if I had to guess, I'd say probably like a four to one. Really? Yeah. They, iPhone, we we had a whole cabinet dedicated specifically yeah. to iPhones. And that was and only with a few Samsung products like two at the shelves, time. Another one. Yeah. Yeah. And then, the, then they came up with the Apple watch and. Uh, when, when did they come? I forgot the about watch? the Apple watch and the ecosystem discussion completely. Yeah. I, I don't even use an Apple watch. I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't even wear a watch most of the time, but yeah. It's, well, I've uh, liked it for now just yeah. for tracking. I mean, stuff, for real estate, it makes sense. It keeps you up to date with everything. And, uh, um, well, I like the fact that when you're driving, you can just check your text that, that, like that yeah. ease of use between being able to do this. And I mean, I hate CarPlay. This it, it yeah. is definitely like, it, it's funny, man. Like, a, it, it's seriously like the little marginal improvements that Apple has thought about that make me attach to the ecosystem. It's really not about the hardware. For sure. It's fully about how the phone operates and works that makes me into it. There it's also go. kind of interesting that um, that Android companies are also still making phones that are more expensive. You'd think at this point they might try to like undercut mm. Apple and stuff. And I know OnePlus has kind of disrupted the industry in some ways, but the price has now gone up to the price of flagships on their, well, on when their was, devices. When was the last time that you chatted with someone who was as integrated with Samsung's ecosystem as you are with Apple? Uh, I have a couple friends, but it's it's not really industry specific. They just had like a work phone that they were given and they've been, they've been using that and they've been liking it a lot. But I feel like it also depends on where you are. I feel like Canadians, I think, are very iPhone loyal. Yeah, America, the spread might be a little bit more. But when you go to China and stuff, the brands that we hear about out there, I've never heard about here. And if you went on the street and asked somebody if they've heard of it before, they'd have no idea, like Oppo. But what people don't know is like a company like Oppo is number four in the world right now. And I haven't heard of a single person in Victoria or in Canada that has ever heard of that company. I haven't heard of it. What are they doing right that make... I mean, their hardware is right. They're like the mother company to some of the brands that are popular in North America, such as OnePlus. But the hardware resources, like, I think what people don't realize is in like Shenzhen, China, all these companies are within like the same block. And they're all using the same hardware, the same processor. They have their own design teams. um, But a lot of this knowledge and creating great hardware uh, that is much ahead of what a lot of other companies are doing have all been done um, out there. Uh, But at the same time, uh, it just depends on the market that you're trying to sell to. I know the iPhone SE is going to be very popular in India, whereas the iPhone before was not very popular out there. 
uh, India and China, where you can you have so many more choices. I think if you think there's a lot of choices in North America, I heard once you get out there, there's way more choices. Like in uh, China and India. Oh yeah, like it's uh, it's at a different scale. Um, the amount of options that you have while you're out there, uh, especially in the lower price points, like even one to two hundred dollar phones, is crazy. Like if I went on Wish right now, I'd be able to find phones for sixty bucks. Just uh, throwing it out there. Let's say you are creating a phone right now. Yeah. What would what would be some things that are necessary for the phone to have for you to even have a chance in the market today? I would say I, I think it'd be cool one day to bring together creators and kind of talk about what their wish list is and put it all together and concept what it would look like, what it would feel like. I think um, I've liked the iPhone and the Google phones because they don't feel too delicate. You can use them and like with the Samsung, you feel like you're holding a piece of art. Mm-hmm. It looks great. Uh, I would say the phone's got to have at least a high refresh rate. It would be like 120 hertz or even 90 hertz. I would also like the phone to have um, three cameras, maybe a fourth one, but they've all got to have like stabilization, shoot in 4K, great optimization. But I also like what Samsung has done with higher resolutions and being able to um, crop into your image and have no loss in quality if you want it to. I also think pro video mode is also key. And um, yeah, resolution wise, I have no problem with the iPhone. I think the battery's got to last a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, the iPhone's battery has been pretty good. Dual speakers is also a big one. And um, fast wireless charging would also be nice. And uh, also reverse wireless charging. I think that's another great feature that some phones have done very well. I'm trying to think what also be a good wish list for devices. Uh, what do you think? Mm. Tech wise, I'm not too well versed in in that sense. Like uh, you are. What design but, do you like the most? Like, what would you feel most at home with? I know the next iPhone's supposed to be like a nice flat edge. It'd I would be like, like a, a big flip iPhone phone 5. with like if the iPhone could flip, that'd be great. Like, I love this size, yeah. but having this size all the time is a bit of a pain. Like, I would love the flip aspect to make its way back so that I can minimize really? the amount. Absolutely. I get the Galaxy Z Flip. Yeah, like I think that was a great concept. Or it doesn't have to be flip, but just some sense of like having choice. Like maybe it flips this way and back. Like because it's like a computer now. It's yeah. like you're you're onto it to engage in it. And I think Apple's working on. They have a patent for it, but there's no guarantees that they're going to do it. And if Samsung was starting it last year, we're looking at like five years down the road before they do a folding phone. Uh, but I think the iPhone 12 is going to really go back to the roots of of the device. It's like they're going back to a flat design, um, no edge at all. It's also going to have a bigger battery, hopefully. And it's also going to have, um, the, the quad camera set up and it's going to have a metal edge that is the same kind of look as the iPhone five. So they're, they're kind of going back on that. It's going to be a little bit thicker, which is also all good news for bigger batteries, uh, space for everything. So it seems like these companies have all like been stuck in a race to make the thinnest and the fastest and the flashiest, the brightest, sharpest phones, cameras and everything. Yep. And now it, it's kind of like you're, you're going back a minute. It's the same with YouTube. Like you have your competitors and you try to, you spend too much time trying to keep up with your competition mm-hmm. and do things fast. And you're going to, you, you kind of go distant from your own philosophy and the right. ways you want to do things. And when the pressure's off a little bit, that's when, uh, that's when innovation really happens. So yeah, I think that was a, I think that was a good, uh, discussion about, uh, just our generalized topic of how the mobile industry is moving and we're going to have more talks about this and hopefully have some good guests that can provide some insights that are very familiar with the industry. But, uh, let, let us know down in the comment section below as to what you guys think about the mobile industry, what your favorite phone is, what you're using right now and why you plan to stick with the one that you're using. Um, that'd be cool to know. One thing I thought of also was multitasking, having the ability to watch a YouTube video while being on your phone. Yeah. 
and maybe texting or something. I think that is a field that should still be explored more. Yeah, I mean, as phones are getting bigger, I think multitasking will be a big, big thing. I don't know if, uh, how Apple's going to integrate it. I mean, iPad didn't get proper multitasking until a couple of years ago. Uh, I know with Androids, you can have like the picture in picture mode, but I think, yeah, it's uh, just like having two feeds live. Like I'll, that's all I want. I'd love to have a background YouTube video and then being able to take notes while sure. on my phone. That, that's yeah, that'd be a main feature. That's what would be the benefit of like a flip phone or being able to do that. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think um, that's uh, we'll definitely be doing more things that talk about tech. If there's any industries that you guys want us to cover, make sure you let us know down below and I'll make sure I do my research on that. But PS4 thanks. versus Xbox, PS5 oh, versus God, Xbox. Yeah. yeah, that's coming out pretty soon, actually. That'd be a cool um, one to do. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this and we'll talk to you in the next one. Sounds good. Peace.